What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. While it was a fair deal, um, he's not going to live up to it, so we'll see. I'm hoping to be wrong. That is absolutely crazy for a Russell Wilson for one side of 30. Good day and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I am joined by two well-dressed colleagues and for the 95th time in two seasons, a man without any Chargers gear on, Mr. Bez the Spaniard, who owes, now owes a Red Cross about $6 million in fines. <laughs> <laughs> Never paying it. Never paying it. Well, you know, look. You're that tight, Bez. You've got confetti on string. How's everyone doing anyway? Let's start off with the man with the brightest hat on in Chargers Universe, Mr. Dan King. How's it doing? How's it? Yeah, yeah not too bad, Was How are you doing? I'm all right. Where's the hat been? We haven't seen it for about six weeks. I've Don't blame I've it on the baby. No, I've worn other hats. It, there's, there's a rotation. There's a rotation. But <laughs> this is this is back firmly atop well, my head and the list. Well, look, at the end of the day, you've not been eating all your hats, have you? That's why you've got them on rotation, unlike Bermuda's that's, that's up fair. there. Over in, is it snowy California, John? Sunny California? What's that, What's happening over there in the States, man? Come on. It's sunny. Uh, it's a little little chilly for our, for our liking. But, uh, you know, it's sunny and beautiful out here. I can't complain. Although I did, uh, I had recently converted all of my... Uh, all my earnings into ruples, and that hasn't gone so well. So, <laughs> oh, shocking! Absolutely, I, I'm waiting for Bermudez to say something about the energy market and, and selling oil at uh, three dollars three dollars a barrel to some some Russian person. How's it going, best mate? If I find an oil leak in my garden, I'm getting tapping it right now. It's unreal. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it's, it's the world is crumbling around us. We, yeah, it's not good. You know, but we've got the NFL to distract us. We've got the charges, optimism. NFL Twitter seems to think the charges and their massive wadge of cash is going to be some sort of exciting thing going to happen. And uh, yeah, a lot lots going on. So I can just be distracted by entertainment. Sounds good to me. Has anybody watched the new? Is it USFL? Is that is that right? The the new football league, eight eight team league? No, clearly not. It's obviously a a five-a-side league, if you were going to call that in soccer, we'll we'll swiftly move on. Well, hold on. If you've got time to watch that, you should be watching tape. That's what I, I have the time I for. Free time, time to watch is it. looking at quarterbacks that we're never going to draft. I All I saw was it flash up on Twitter. There's this new new league, obviously, to keep people interested between now and the draft. Um, and then, obviously, the off-season. Because, look, let's start off with some really, really, shall we say, exciting Chargers news, stuff that we all knew was going to happen. Two we guys. Adams. Well, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Well, we might not need Devontae now because we've got somebody that's better than Devontae, Mike Dub. So we are going to talk about a three-year, $60 million contract, $40 million guaranteed, the fourth highest receiver, okay, with Amari Cooper. It's not, it's not too bad, all right? So we've got him. Mike Dub is going to be there with, with Keenan. For 2022, we're not surprised clearly, but are we excited? And was it the right move, Dan? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm pretty happy. I love Mike Dub. <laughs> um, no, I, I really like, like, I think he's a known entity. He's played in this system. Staley loves him. Try and keep him. And we've done that. Yeah, we've had to pay quite a bit to do it, but you're always going to have to pay over the odds when someone's coming off the... Uh, I mean, the two seasons he's had, the last two seasons have been pretty solid. Um, he was always going to demand money. Um, and I'd rather keep a player that has produced for us in the team. So I'm, I'm happy he's there. And I've got my Mike Williams sticker. Yeah. Um, because... I've got a bunch of 2019 NFL stickers laying around, of course. <laughs> Ooh, we don't want to talk about 2019 yet. As you do, That's okay. It's okay. John, John, how are we feeling? <laughs> how, John, how are we feeling about signing Mike Dub? I mean, I think it, it felt inevitable. I mean, all the signs are there. Um, you know, <clears throat> the offense was, was moving very nicely last season. He had a breakout year. Um, you know, he was a, a seventh round or seventh uh he's a first round pick a seventh overall pick by telesco so you know telesco you know whether it's because he really sees the value or it's because he just wants to make himself look better as a gm but he is has proclivity for signing his own guys signing guys that he's he's scouted and drafted so it was always going to be a goal you know <clears throat> the deal uh, on the surface the deal isn't a bad deal uh i think 20 million a year is not going to look too bad uh, by the by, the time this is done, and by the time some of these other receivers start to get their new deals, twenty million a year will probably put him somewhere around the top ten to fifteen in, in total in total contract. I would imagine that by by next year, this time we'll probably be saying, "Oh, twenty million a year is not a bad deal for AAV." <clears throat> what what kind of surprises me is is the amount of guaranteed money. Uh, forty million guaranteed is a lot of money. You know that they they usually don't guarantee. Usually, it's like you know a good contract for a player is generally considered if half the half the contract is um is guaranteed. And in this contract, uh, a whopping forty million is guaranteed. So that's pretty crazy to me, in my opinion, for him to get that much guaranteed money, especially since he's only had one really good breakout season. Right, all the rest of his seasons have been hampered by either um, <clears throat> injuries or him not producing what he should be producing. So it's really surprising that. Not only did they sign him to a three-year contract at twenty million a year, that it would be forty million of it would be guaranteed. But you know, it will be interesting to see what it all ends up being. I think it's and ultimately it's going to be favorable for the for the Chargers. I think ultimately their goal is to stretch out the money as much as they can uh, to diminish the cap hit. Um, you know, I've seen reports from uh, someone from over the cap um, who who basically said that they can you know basically make the twenty-eight million is what he's supposed to be getting paid in year one uh but they can take that 28 million and basically turn it into 20 million signing bonus and stretch that over five years right so standard signing bonus goes over three years but we do have this whole phenomenon that that's that's showing up now in the nfl in these void years so they basically add two void years at the end of the contract making a three-year contract look like a five-year contract so that 20 million is now spread out at four million a year over those five years, right? So yes, we could potentially still be paying for Mike Williams two years after he's off the team from a cap it perspective, but $4 million with the fact that the cap goes up almost, you know, 4 million a year. Uh, by the time those five years are up, that'll be a small percentage of the total cap that is being eaten up by that dead cap. So um, basically they're just, 
jumping on the band. They're likely jumping on that bandwagon. If they do something like that, what you're looking at is maybe like a 10 to $12 million hit in year one, uh, which would be basically four to 6 million less than what we were all projecting. He, his cap hit might be. So it just gives the chargers more money to work with in the short term. And again, a, as you stretch that money out over the next three years, um, you know, as the cap increases exponentially, which it has every year with the exception of COVID year, all we're going to see is this contract looking more and more affordable. So ultimately I think it was a, a fair deal. I think, you know, given his age and given his breakout year, I think you kind of had to give him that money if you wanted to keep him around. And the fact that there's not a lot of other options out there to be perfectly honest, I mean, all the other big name guys have pretty much been uh, either franchise tagged or, or in the process of being extended and the rest who are available are, they have big red flags too. So, you know, um, as Dan said, I think there's a familiarity with, uh, with him. So, you know, a guy I've always liked Alan Robinson had a down year last year for a number of reasons. I think they could have brought him in. And I think he would have basically been like for like with Mike Williams from a skill set perspective. And he probably would have been a little bit cheaper, um, at least in the short term. However, you know, the same, he has the same kind of question marks as Mike, and he doesn't have that same demeanor with Justin Herbert. And I think something I, I tweeted out uh, the other day is that you can always replace skill set in the NFL, but you can't replace that continuity. You can't replace that connection. And there's an obvious connection between Mike and an obvious comfort level between him and, and Herbert. And I think giving him the money that they did, while it does seem like a lot, up front, I think when you see the rest of the market play out with a lot of these top end receivers, you're going to realize they're just paying him kind of what he's worth. So I think ultimately it's a good deal and it's going to give them more room to play with in free agency. So I'm a fan of the deal, even though I am, as I said, cautiously optimistic. Okay. I still have a worry in my gut that last year was the outlier and not the actual projection for him. So I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I just, I, I'm, I'm really worried. We're going to look at this contract and go, well, it was a fair deal. Um, he's not going to live up to it. So we'll see. I'm hoping to be wrong. So when Bez has answered, I'm going to give you my take on all this and why I don't think that 40 million is crazy because what I'm going to tell you after Bez has spoke is absolutely off the Richter scale in terms of risk and just wasted capital. Bez, Mike Williams. <laughs> Mr. Ayres, how the turntables. To quote a uh, US sitcom. Um, Fantastic. Do you know what? It's 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 just interesting how twelve months down the line, you're uh, you're comfortable keeping the guy you wanted to axe last year, and and I'm calling you out on it. No, in all seriousness, I have two little. I have an angel and a demon. The angel says Justin Herbert likes him. Justin Herbert wants him. We spoke to Jeff Kerr, didn't we, a, a couple of weeks yep. ago, who said he spoke to Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert really wanted him back. We said a connection. It's a reasonable amount of money. I'm happy with that. You know, give Justin Herbert's been succeeding. Keep the core around him, the, the talent. But come on, guys. The cap is a myth. And what it does is it just bursts that bubble of dreaming, of excitement. It's too Telesco. The Telesco move is to re-sign Justin Herbert's best mate and go and let him have another season for, for, that, for that fair amount of a lot of money, but a fair amount of money. Yeah. What I want to see from Tom Telesco this, this off-season is Daring to dream. Keep the Chargers' hopes alive. We're going to get Devontae Adams. We might get Godwin. We might get God knows who else. That is what we never get. So I just feel a little bit deflated that Tom has burst one of my exciting off-season bubbles so early. Um, but it's just another piece of reasonably <clears throat> dealt with business that's probably going to backfire in his face when Mike Williams can't live up to his, his contract year. 
good points, Ben. I think I think you're wrong. The the Telesco move is to resign the guys that he drafts because it makes him look smart. Look how smart I am. My guys just got a big contract because I drafted him. Yeah, <laughs> nice, right? Like, uh, you know, there's rumors flowing around. Hey, maybe Jerry Tillery will get cut, save ten million. They're not cutting Jerry Tillery. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> he's he's go to learn. Cut, I love Jerry Tillery. Okay, I'd, I'd be happy to cut Tillery, but he's not getting cut because he's Leave alone. Cut. Anyways, that's a whole thing. I just so you know, and I just want to respond to this whole. I wanted him cut. My preference, by the way, is that they franchise tagged him. All right, give him one year to prove it. To prove last year wasn't just a, a, a fluke, right? Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, my biggest worry is that Mike Williams is a system wide receiver. That if he doesn't have the right system, he does not he does not hold his value, right? He's had one really good year in a system with an offensive coordinator who probably is not going to be around after next year, right? If they have another top five offensive season like they did, which I assume they will, um, I, I have to imagine that he's gone. I have to imagine Lombardi's going to get a head coaching job somewhere. It just, it is, it's how the NFL works, right? So if the system changes, does he lose his value? And if so, he is not worth it, right? So I would have loved to have seen them franchise tag him, make sure he can show us a second year of the same production. And if he did, great, give him the bag. If he doesn't, then all right, no big deal. We don't have to give him a, a contract. So I think it's riskier to give him that contract with 40 million guaranteed right now, but ultimately, it was the right move. He's got the connection with Justin Herbert. He's got he's got a skill set that does play well in the NFL. Um, so it doesn't hurt to keep him back. He's not my favorite player. I don't think he's an elite re receiver, but twenty million a year is really not that bad when you think okay. about it. So it is what it is. We're gonna go to a short break. After the break, I want to tell you why Mike Williams was the smart move, and why. $40 million wasn't actually that bad. We'll be back in a moment. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the college hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, UWIN with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Welcome back to Charge Up Bolts podcast. We're debating Mike Dub and whether or not it was a smart move to bring him back to the roster. For me, it was a no-brainer. We are chasing so many rabbits on the roster. We need upgrades everywhere, predominantly on defense. Um, I expect Telesco to actually um, be quite aggressive in the draft. I expect him to trade up and walk away from the first two rounds with three picks two defensive uh, players and um, a, a tackle, okay? We need to fix the right-hand side of, of our offensive line. Allowing Williams to leave would have just added another um, problem to the um, equation. There's no point in trying to go after a stud wideout, unproven, in the draft when we're desperate on defense, we need defensive backs. 
Okay, we've got issues stopping the run. You know, we need help up front, predominantly um, Bosa. He needs support. There's no point in trying to then let a a very, very, very good wide receiver go in order to go and then chase him back. We're struggling at running back. We've got Austin Eckler. He goes down. Who have we got? So to bring Mike Williams back for 40 million guaranteed is, is a no-brainer in my opinion. Now, we're going to talk. We're talking Chargers. We're talking AFC West. We're talking risk. Now, I don't think that the uh, Telesco move was in any way uh, desperate. I think it was common sense. And I agree with most of what you're saying. John, your points are valid about Telesco re-signing the guys that he loves. Bez, you're absolutely right. You know, what's he going to be like um, next season? He's got his money now. Is he going to come out? Is he going to get those 1,200, 1,300 yards that we're going to need? Probably because he's got Justin Herbert. But I'm going to lay into a team very, very close to us, not in terms of location, but in our division. When we're talking about madness and giving up draft, this, do you know, if I was the owner of the Denver Broncos, I would be firing the GM right now because let's just put things into perspective. Seattle Seahawks, what did they get for Russell Wilson from Denver? Drew Locke, uh, uh, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, two first-round picks in 2022-2023, two second-round picks in 2022 and 2023, and a fifth-round pick in 2022. Now, that is absolutely crazy for a Russell Wilson that's a wrong side of 30. Had the Chargers pulled a move like that, clearly we wouldn't have get, got rid of uh, um, Justin Herbert. But when we're talking about risk and throwing away draft capital, what the Broncos there have done is, is a sin. And when you actually look at what we've done in terms of just giving Mike Williams a new deal, arguably it's quite a conservative move. It's not like we've signed him to a, a, a top bracket wide receiver deal. You know, we've got, to, we've got to kind of put this all into perspective, really. Um, Denver are trying to buy their way out of the bargain basement, the AFC West, and actually they've dug themselves a big hole, in my opinion, because they're another team that's on the cusp of sort of making a name for themselves, but they're not going to do themselves any favours by giving up that sort of draft capital. I, I don't understand yeah. that. It's a lot, It's a lot to give up to move from fourth in the AFC West to third. It is. And the point I'm making here is that Telesco could have done something very, very similar with some of our studs. Now, Bez and I were talking offline prior to coming on air. In our opinion, some of our elite players, if let, let's let's say elite is a top eight. So we've got 32 teams in, in, in the league, obviously. Top eight, one to eight. Yeah. Some of our elite players are at the bottom of that uh, top eight. It's conceivable that the likes of Boza, Keenan Allen could be um, traded away in order to buy our, buy our way up the division and, and compete for the Chiefs. We haven't seen that yet and we haven't done it. Um, and we, we've not made any crazy moves. Denver are doing it already. John hit the nail on the head. I think it was the last podcast where capital is going through the roof. People are now are, are overpaying. You're going to be looking at quarterbacks. Herbert will be getting a $60 million contract minimum, absolute minimum, because 
the, the inflation, whether it's a, um, a, a, a gallon of gas or, or a loaf of bread, inflation also hits sports. And we're seeing that now in the NFL. I think Roger Goodell wants to um, take take uh, the NFL income up by another, I think it's 29% in the next four seasons. Okay, so we are seeing inflation all the way down the line. So when you actually put it all into perspective, Mike Dub, if we can get two or three years out of him, and let's be honest, I could probably get 500 yards with Herbert uh, under centre because he's that good. I don't think the deal is is as, um, as, as a heavier price to pay as some no, people are making out. I have interest. How much is a gallon of NFL player, to be fair? A gallon of NFL player? Ooh, depends. Would you want leaded, super leaded, diesel? Do you know what? I always think this, to go dramatically off topic, if Americans came over to the UK and saw the price of uh, how, uh, fuel, you'd, you'd all keel over and, and, and drop down dead with the price. Hit, hit £1.66 a litre today. Uh, not that that means that, anything. Is that $8, $8 a gallon, I think? God, so yeah, good fun. I've no idea how to do the conversion, but but you know it, it's a reasonable price. It's it's about a one pound twenty three a litre to go and get Mike Williams, which I'm happy. And I think you know the Broncos have gone and spent eight dollars a gallon to go and send Noah Fant to go to his quarterback Drew Locke. Well done, Noah Fant. Hang on a minute, Denver have just just spent four hundred dollars on a barrel of oil. That's what they've done, and the oil's old and sticky. Viscous. How many horrific... But that oil has been with? to the Pro Bowl every year, forever. <laughs> every year. Oh, my God. I love these awful metaphors. Come on. Give us another one, John. John, Russell Wilson, come on. Would you... You know, if if, if Chargers are in the, in, the, in the market for a QB, would you take Russell Wilson? Uh, he's not going to threaten the AFC West. I don't know. Um... <clears throat> It's hard to say. Wilson probably is getting to the point where his best years are behind him, but I would say he's still better than quite a few quarterbacks out there. So this is the, this is the whole point when we were talking about, you know, drafting quarterbacks uh, when we needed one. Um, why I was pounding the table for, look, I had my favorites, but ultimately there were three top quarterbacks and we were likely to get one of them. And my, my mantra was, I don't care who it is. Pick the best, pick your favorite and go. Okay. Because you need a quarterback. You know, I just tweeted this out today. The um, Carson Wentz has been traded to the Washington Commanders. So the Washington Commanders are now bringing in Carson Wentz as their quarterback. Now, in the same draft that Herbert and Tua were taken, the number two pick was owned by the Washington Commanders, and they chose Chase Young. So they needed a quarterback. They definitely did. And instead of drafting one of those two quarterbacks, they decided, hey, we're just going to draft Chase Young and we'll figure out quarterback later. Well, that hasn't gone well for them and it's still not going well for them, right? They're in a position where the young quarterbacks in this draft this year aren't even very enticing for anybody. So not only did they miss out on the 2020 quarterbacks, they missed out on the 2021 quarterbacks. These 2022 quarterbacks are pretty much low-level stuff. Like none of, none of these 2022 quarterbacks would even break the top five in the last two drafts, in my opinion. Like that's how low-level these quarterbacks are. So the worst situation you can be in is to be quarterback needy. So if you're telling me if we were quarterback needy, would I go for Russell Wilson or would I figure something else out? Yes, I would go for Russell Wilson, okay, because I'm not signing Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not signing Carson Wentz. I'm not signing <laughs> Drew Lott. Like, there's a bunch of garbage out there that I James have no desire Winston. for. Jameis Winston. Right? Oh, Chase on. Daniel. 
Ugh, I mean, I mean, you've got what Deshaun Watson out there, but Lord knows what his status is going to be coming into this year after missing all of last year. Like, I don't need that circus on my team. So, yes, if I were quarterback needy, I would go after him. Right. And the timing is not uh, is a surprise. Right. Aaron Rodgers announces that he's got a new contract with Green Bay. And within like 30 minutes of that, we get the deal done for. Um, for Russell Wilson, right? So obviously everyone was sitting there going, hey, we want to get uh, Aaron Rodgers. We want to get an elite veteran First domino. Yeah. So everyone was waiting for that to happen. As soon as it happened, then everybody else went and, went and grabbed theirs, right? Washington being a crap franchise basically got whatever the leftovers were, hence Carson Wentz. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, I, this is why I don't even want to talk about the idea of what if we didn't get Justin Herbert because that's, that's an awful <sighs> idea. All I want to know, all I care about is the fact that we have an elite generational quarterback on our team, and that gives us the flexibility to go spend money wherever we want. You know which quarterback's out there, though? Tyrod. Ooh, Tyrod's out there. Go get him. Go get him. Actually, going back to Herbert, um, we talked about Tier 1, the elite top eight in the league, okay, for every position. Going around the room, where does he sit for you? One to eight. If tier if if tier one is the elite status, one being the best, obviously eight being the bottom of that bracket. Dan, where does he sit for you in, of all the quarterbacks in the league? Who was that, Wilson or Herbert? Herbert. Herbert. Um, five. That kind of area. It's like four, five. I mean, you got to put Mahomes, Rogers. Um, you don't have to worry so much about Brady. Um, well, yeah, he's gone. I, obviously, I, he's retired. So yeah, exactly, even, exactly. Allegedly, even. I mean, you can still, you can still. Allegedly, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we, yeah, in that comfortably in that four or five range. I don't think there's any any doubt over that. I mean, it's not like you're putting Joe Burrow up there or Matthew Stafford. Happy days, Bez. Probably ninth or tenth, if I'm being honest. You know, you've got Drew Lock, Derek Carr. They have to be immediately considered as one or two. <laughs> Absolutely. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, don't forget Mark Sanchez is coming out of retirement, on. I've heard. Where, so, where, where are you putting him? In, in genuine, genuinely, I want to say lower. I want to say it. I want to wind you up and come up with a reason why Justin Herbert no, is lower. Why me just tell find, us what you think. I can't find a reason to do it. Um, genuinely, just the, the question shouldn't be where to rank him. The question should be... Name me a better quarterback in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes has had better seasons. He has the ability to go a little bit deeper when he needs to in the playoffs because he's a bit more experienced, but he's no more talented. I think, you know, Justin Herbert certainly in that conversation, chasing him. Um, I think Rogers, you know, for me is, is I'll always say um, on the field, he's the greatest of all time. I think his skills are diminishing, but he's still good enough to be considered in the top three. Just needs to get vaccinated. Yeah, thank you. He definitely <laughs> should. Um, Prescott, I think, is, is often considered to Justin Herbert, and I see him as as a just a little bit of a lower tier to Justin. Um, so yeah, I, I, I I'm, someone like Josh Allen as well. In that, kind I love of, Josh. Kind of, I, I do yeah. like Josh. Yeah, He's like good number time. seventeen. Do you know what? we you are the number seventeen? Exactly, you have to. And 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 do you know what? We're entering this era. We've seen Rivers, Roethlisberger, um, Brady, Peyton Manning. I ain't going to name the other brother. Um, they've left, and the new generation has come through. And we're going to have years of Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and Herbert as the four defining quarterbacks of the NFL. And it's certainly with this draft class, little sneak preview. There's an NFL draft quarterback 
analysis special episode coming out and none of them are going to be generational talents don't you worry so uh yeah he's definitely top four in that conversation i'd say third for me maybe fourth at the moment john justin quarterback's the best justin herbert is the best quarterback in the league i don't care what you say he should change his name to justin quarterback he should just that would be a hell of a statement to make. justin (laughs) quarterback uh i mean i don't know i Here's the problem with when you start ranking quarterbacks, right? Outside of your, outside of your obvious Tom Brady's, um, overrated. Okay. <laughs> outside of your, outside of your obvious Tom Brady's, who are like these, like you know, who've got all these wins and skills and stuff. Like it becomes kind of a flavor, right? Like what do you value in a quarterback? What to you makes a better quarterback than those? Because again, you can't you just use wins, right? Wins are not a quarterback stat. Okay, you can try to use comebacks, but then you can say, well, yeah, he's got the most comeback wins, but this quarterback threw so many touchdowns, they were never behind, right? So so then you can talk about, like, what about arm strength, accuracy, touchdowns, the ability to run, the ability to – like, there's so many factors that make a good quarterback. I think it's really, really hard for you to say, hey, this quarterback is for sure better than the others. Because, again, the other thing you have to worry about is, okay, who's coaching them? What offensive scheme are they playing within? Who is their talent, right? Patrick Mahomes is an elite quarterback, but let's let's not let's not get ourselves. He walked into one of the best situations you could ever walk into as a quarterback, a Hall of Fame coach who calls offensive plays. Tyreek Hill, okay, one of the best one of the best explosive weapons in the league, one of the best tight ends in the league, right? So, I mean, here's the deal: when you walk into an ideal scenario. Yes, it's going to be now. If he were not a great quarterback, he wouldn't have done as much as he has done with. Okay. So I'm not saying he's not great. What I'm saying is it's not, it's never an apples to apples comparison. So in my opinion, Justin Herbert is Justin quarterback. That's all that matters. Okay. He is the only (laughs) one that matters. He's the number, he is the number one quarterback in the league. And I'm sure there's, there's ways that you can try to prove this guy is better than others, but I can, I can take stats and show you how Justin Herbert is better than the other guy. Right. All it is, is what stats do you value more? And really at the end of the day, there's not a single stat that means more than any other stat um, except for wins. And at the end of the day, wins aren't a quarterback stat. So yeah. Justin, Quarter- Justin Herbert is, is Justin quarterback. He is the best quarterback in the league. That's all I'm going to say about that. Just Well, we're now going to name him Justin quarterback, so it's as simple as that. Look, in, in my opinion, for its worth, um, I, I am struggling to fight. I love Josh Allen. I think he's great. Um, you know, yeah, he's I've got a, he's a poor man's Justin him. Herbert. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is it. You know, we've seen this season, Patrick Mahomes is absolutely awful in, in the middle of the season. Uh, if you go off the PFF rankings, Herbert's fourth. Mahomes is 11th, Joe Burrow's top. And, you know, you could argue that had Joe Burrow um, not played Where's as well as he did, Beng- Bengals wouldn't have got to the, the Super Bowl. But in the, in the same uh, token, I think... That, I mean, if he didn't play as well as he did, the defense would have still carried them and his yes, elite would. kicker would have still carried them. So yeah. probably Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the court, goes to the Super yeah, Bowl with yeah. them. What? Joe Burrow, more overrated than Tom Brady. Yeah, well... I, I think you know when you look you look at tape on you just looking at tape mechanics, some of the throws that Herbert's made, he, he had no right to make those completions. And I, I think he's just a super smart guy. When, when you talk about the overall persona, he doesn't bring any negative vibe. You look at Mahomes' brother. What the heck is that all about, man? You know, when you look at the entire picture, I, I don't think you can argue that there's anyone really better than than uh, Justin Herbert. I mean, we're we're wrapping up obviously now, and we're we're going down a rabbit hole. Can, but, I, can uh, I just 
throw yeah, a, a random thought out here. Did yes. you guys realize that Ryan Tannehill is like the fifth oldest quarterback in the league? Like fifth, sixth, somewhere in that bracket? That age is. It just us. feels wrong. I remember watching Ta- him on the D- Dolphins Hard Knocks when he's, him and his wife were coming into the league and like, wow. Yeah, he got, was it, he got drafted, drafted in 2012. Ouch. <laughs> I thought it was 2010, but obviously 2012, yeah. He's, he's been around uh, a long, long time. That's it, guys. That's all we've got time for. Um, Mike Dubs, a charger for the next few seasons. Uh, exciting times ahead. We are, by the way. Real quick, off- real quick. Go, go. information on the, uh, well, at least from what I can tell, Brad Spielberg, EF, ESQ from PFF, is reporting that the Chargers McMillions will receive $21 million in signing bonus, earning a $7 million 2022 salary. When you put that, no void years. So if you extend that out, his cap hit for, for year one for this year is only $14 million. So right. that's just adding <laughs> to the docket for them to go sign J.C. Jackson. Go do it, Telesco. Do it. And, and break it. it's not, not breaking news. From the Combine, our first-round draft pick ran the 40 in 4.78. Sorry, 4.78. Mr. Davis. You're not allowed to name him. No. No. Save it for the episode. <laughs> Save it for the special episode. No. That's only mock, that's look, mock draft one that was, guys. No, it was actually two <laughs> Charles Crosses. But... Anyway, that's all we've got time for. We'll be back next week. I think I'm going to be on the spot as Tom Telesco when I've trade everybody away and we're left with Easton Stick and that's it and a ton of draft guys. <laughs> Bold plan. Let's see how it works out for him. Cheers, guys. Bolt up. See you later. Bolt up.